Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 100. We made it to the century mark of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. Our first of two shows this week as we kick off the 75th anniversary NASCAR season from Daytona International Speedway. David is already there. And we will do a live show coming up at the end of the week where all three of us will be in Daytona and joining David after the Xfinity race. And David Starr, Dominic Urugun join us right now. David, let's start with you. Uh, congratulations. We made it. Episode 100. What do you think about uh, kicking off the year episode 100 with us from uh, Daytona, David? Man, you know, I, uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, you know, it was it was really yourself, and uh, you know, it was uh, Dominic and uh, Tyler y'all's uh, y'all's vision, and uh, you know, y'all were pretty persistent, and uh, you know, uh, and uh, man, we uh, we started uh, our podcast. Let's go racing with David Starr, but y'all are the uh, I would say y'all are the heartbeat of our uh, of our podcast, and. Uh, I never really dreamed that we could do a podcast and just talk about what we love and the passion we have for auto racing and, and that people would even want to listen to it. You know what I mean? So, you know, congratulations to both of you guys. Y'all the ones that put the, you know, the, 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 the equity, the hard work. Y'all, y'all are everything, you know, and, and then y'all let me participate when we film and man, I just, it's an honor. I'm humbled and uh, it's cool that people want to tune in and listen to what you guys have to say, share your uh, knowledge and your, you know, and, and uh, your wealth of knowledge that we have on the sport. And then to hear our guests uh, share their, their stories, uh, man, it's just been a, it's, it's just been something, uh, you know, obviously more than I ever would imagine that turn out to be. So uh, thank you guys, you know, so I'm just, I'm honored and uh, thanks for letting me be a part of it. David, it is uh, always a pleasure, my friend. And uh, I say friend, I mean, David and Dominic, you guys have become like family uh, over the last two years doing this show and, and excited for the next 100 of what's ahead. Dominic, uh, you, uh, as the historian among us, uh, Put it into a historical context perspective. What's this been like uh, from your end of things? Uh, your life probably changed the most between the three of us uh, in that stretch here. I mean, kind of just goes to show the longevity of uh, where we've been at and, you know, how this show's impacted our lives, not only on the air, but off the air. I think we're uh, all pretty tight beyond just uh, what you see on the show here. I mean, this is, this is authentic. We're, we're real with everybody. We sure are. Let, let's put this in historical context for everybody. When we started this show, we had a different president of the United States. When we started this show, David Starr had already raced for three different teams to this point compared to our first show. When we started the show, Tyler Jones from then to now has lived in three different states. A lot has changed, not just for me, for, but for all of us. We've had a lot of fun with this. I went from being single to having a wife and having a child. Man. So many, so many cool things. It, it's been awesome. And I was asking David, I'm going to ask you this, Tyler, right before we were coming on air for the show this week, of the 100 episodes, how many of them can you recall? How many of them do you have vivid memories of? I think I remember almost all of them, uh, you know, over the year, the years now uh, of this show and, and just the memories we've had. And, you know, I mean, sometimes like today, we don't have a guest and it still flies by because we have so much to say and so much to talk about. Uh, there's other times where we've had some great guests that have made the conversation good. I mean, we have a good time no matter what, no matter who's here with us and uh, make the most of uh, what we do with this show. And it's uh, certainly been a journey. Uh, David, uh, you know, in that two, isn't it crazy all that's happened in, uh, in that two years, just uh, what, what we've all been through here. No, it, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's just, uh, it's amazing to hear Dominic talk about, you know, uh, you know, he was single now he's married with a beautiful little boy and, uh, you know, you, Texas and it, it, just all the things that have happened in, in those two years of time that's passed, you know, but, uh, 
it's uh, it's just remarkable uh, that that we're able to have uh, you know these characters and stars of NASCAR join us uh, to talk about the sport that we love each uh, you know week in and week out. And uh, I don't know, just I just think it's pretty cool, man. You, uh, I'm just like I said, uh, you guys are great. You're all like my brothers, and uh, y'all do a great job. And uh, man, you know. Uh, if we can get through two years, uh, you know, let's, I'm looking forward to the, the future. And uh, like I said, it's, it's you know, it's it's interesting to hear Dominic put it in perspective, you know, and uh, yeah. a lot of from the time we started until now. But, hey, we love what we do. We're passionate about it. And let's just keep digging, guys. Oh, well, yeah, Tyler, yeah. I, I got to mention, too, because, I mean, who's keeping track? Probably you, me, and David combined. But the attendance numbers of the 100 episodes, David's been here for 96 of them. You've been here for 97 of them, Tyler, and I've been here for 98 of them. But who's counting? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think you are counting. I think that's the answer. <laughs> so, uh, so David and I are tied in attendance, uh, and uh, Dominic uh, is the record holder. So you're the Iron Man of this group, uh, it seems, uh, Mr. Consistency. Kudos to you, Dominic, uh, for your efforts and uh, being here more than anybody else. But I'll, I'll say this, uh, this other note, too, and, and this kind of leads into – we're going to have a shorter show today because we got another show this week from Daytona that we're going to do on Saturday. But, I mean, the fans, David, are, are what make this happen and why we're able to do this show. And, you know, did I think, Dom, you know, the times that we've been on the road, whether it's a road show or just been at the racetrack, I've been amazed how many people come up to us that listen to the podcast and, you know, I don't even have to be with David for somebody to stop me and say, yeah, I listen to your podcast. You know I mean? It's, it's awesome when we go to the racetrack and just see how many people love what we do and, and uh, are intertwined with uh, making let's go racing a part of their uh, weekly routine. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's a hundred percent cool to hear the different tracks we go to across the country, people saying they want to do this. And, and guys, I got to tell you, I, we've talked about this internally, but we've never talked about this on the show. But last year when we did our last live show, Jacques Villeneuve ahead of the Daytona 500, Dave and I, right, we rushed to the bathroom right after because we drank a bunch of water. We needed to use the bathroom. And Dave and I are talking after with some of the people that were there watching the show kind of behind the scenes with us. And it's like, Dave, how much longer do you want to keep doing this? And, and David, and I'm paraphrasing him, but he tells me in his thick Texas accent, oh, buddy, I want to keep doing this as long as we can. David, uh, I mean, we've had some pretty good guests over the, the, the years. I mean, even most recently, Kenny Wallace to Mario Andretti. Last year when we were in Daytona, we did a live interview with, uh, with Jacques Villeneuve. Um, you know, we've had even our buddy Carl Long has been entertaining. You know, I mean, we, we've had our fair share of laughs and stuff. What, what's been your favorite person to talk to that we've had on the show or maybe a couple people if you don't want to give a specific name, you know? Well, you know, every everybody, you know, you're just honored that, you know, all the different guests that, that come on our show, that, that they would give us an hour, hour and 20 minutes of their time just to kind of share their stories. Tell us about, you know, how, how racing became to be a part of their life, who impacted their lives, you know, tell us about their families, hear great racing stories, and then listen to their vision, you know, their goals, uh, racing and in life and uh, for people just to share some of those intimate things with us and our fans I don't know I think all of them uh, you know it's just an honor to have different guests you know uh, one that comes to mind is a good friend of mine Mike Skinner that was my teammate when we raced for Randy Moss and you know Mike was a teammate with the late great Dale Earnhardt and just uh, you know all of them you know there's been so many and um, you know everybody you know, everybody's different in their own way and, and they share their stories like, you know, like they want to share them. But I'm just, like I said, again, uh, they're all special having Kenny Wallace and just Jeff Hammond, just all the different guests, but just, just somebody would give our podcast that, you know, an hour, like I said, hour, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it may be, and just share those intimate and share with the fans, uh, you know, a big part of their life. You know, I think that's kind of special. And, uh, you know, and it doesn't matter who our guests are, you know, they're all special in their, in their, in their way, you know, in their own certain way professionally. 
uh, I don't know. I just think it's cool that, you know, when I find out that this guy's going to be a guest or this driver, or this crew chief or this PR person or, you know, it's just, you know, I'm always honored uh, that somebody would give our podcast and our fans uh, the, the time, you know what I mean? It right. just makes me feel good about the work that we're doing here. Dom, one more note before we uh, move on, talk about David's plans for 2023. I think one of my, my favorite moments that happens from time to time, it's usually when we have somebody younger on, David gets, you know, he's always invested in our interviews. He's a great listener, David is. Um, but when I when I hear David go into mentor mode with some of these younger people, whether it's a younger driver, it could be, uh, you know, a, a young broadcaster like we had Caitlin Patrick on a couple weeks ago or whoever it may be, and, you know, D David gives them advice or just looking into them. Like, D David's always – I think that's been part of our connection, Dom, is that he loves being around younger people and invested and wants to see them grow in their futures and everything. I, I, I love those authentic, you know, moments that we have of, of David just looking out for somebody like that. You know, I mean, young drivers we've had on two, same thing. 100%. I, those that come to mind with that immediately would, would be Ryan Vargas. We had him on about a month and a half ago and just kind of hearing them banter back and forth. It's just about where Ryan's direction is going in his NASCAR career. When we had James Davison on about a year and a half ago, and, and I remember vividly David and James talking about, well, where to live, where to go, and and David was giving advice. Hey, keep doing what you're doing in the Florida area, etc. Just those kind of raw and authentic moments. You're not going to get that a lot of places, but you definitely have gotten that on the show from time to time. And and I think of just some of the surprises we've had on our show over the last couple of years. The one that was the biggest to me, and I felt like a student of the sport, just sitting in class, learning and soaking up so information, was when we had Joe Dan Bailey on a year and a half ago, the engineer for Toyota Racing, and just hearing his background and hearing what goes into Toyota's development and hearing his stories of racing and his father and racing in the Cup Series. A lot of fun. We've had so much fun over the last two years. We have. We have. Um, we're going to do an extended mailbag segment later on, our Ask David segment, in a bit. But um, first, uh, David, let's talk about your plans for uh, 2023. Uh, you officially announced a couple days ago that – You'll be joining the team at Our Motorsports, driving the O2 Special Report Boulevard Chevy. Um, tell us about all of that and uh, what it's going to be like to be uh, racing for for Our Motorsports and your outlook here on uh, 2023. You are locked in to Daytona for the uh, first time in a couple seasons. Man, it's you know I, I just hearing you speak about that, man. I'm just. Uh just honored to still have the opportunities, you know, that I have in NASCAR and, uh, you know, for Chris Hour and, uh, Vic, uh, Reynolds, uh, the two, uh, owners of our motorsports to give, give me the opportunity to, to race their car, uh, you know, uh, and with the equipment and the, and the, and the people that we have on our racing team now, man, to, give me that opportunity it's you know it's uh you know it's like the first time I ever raced a race car it's like man you're just painting yourself and you're just I'm so excited you know even though this is my 25th year in NASCAR you know that 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 determination that fire still burns within me to be competitive to win uh you know I'm still not done competing you know and uh man you know, I've been at the shop the last six, seven days there in Welcome, North Carolina. Our, our motorsports shop is based uh, in the Richard Childress Racing Complex in Welcome, North Carolina. And that's been cool. Had to ha had an opportunity maybe three weeks ago to have a meeting with Richard Childress and sit with Richard and Mike Dillon and some others. Um, that was kind of a, that was a really, uh, you know, another moment. You're like, you know, surreal moment, you know, but uh but man, just uh, looking forward to the opportunity uh, with, you know, having RCR engines uh, underneath the hood of our Chevrolet Monte Carlo and uh, man, having Brett Bear, uh, special report with Brett Bear and Boulevard on the car and all our other partners that, that it takes to, to make our racing team uh, work uh, and gives us all an opportunity to compete at this level. It's just, man, I'm just so humbled and um, and honored. You know what I mean? It's, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm still living that dream when I was a little boy, you know, and, and, uh, you know, this, the dream continues, even though it's 25 years later, I, I've never forgotten the people, Ed Reinhardt, David Bovenry, and, you know, all the different people over the years, uh, even when I first started racing at 13 years old, that gave me opportunities, you know, everybody played an important part of my career, but to be able to race again in the NASCAR Xfinity Series in 2023 for my 25th year, man, it's, uh, you know, I, I, what it means and how I feel, you can't put that into words, you know. So I just tell you that I'm just honored and humble, and it's pretty cool. So tell me this, David. Uh, this is NASCAR's 75th anniversary season. This is your 25th season. You've been a part of now one-third of NASCAR's history um, in your racing career. I know that uh, Dominic's the numbers guy, but I think that's simple math. Um, <laughs> with that said, what, what drives you? What motivates you, David, uh, at your age, in your mid-50s? It's no secret what your age is. Um, to still go out there and do this. Like, what, what, what is it that motivates your passion to, to go out there and still want to compete at this level? Man, the competition, you know, uh, to compete and try to try to beat your competition, you know, when you, when you come off turn four and they're waving that green flag and, man, you go into turn one, no matter if it's a Texas Motor Speedway, Daytona, Martinsville, you know, Phoenix, man, just I love to compete, you know, and, and man, just size my wife, Kim, and my boys, uh, you know, that's just uh, kind of what makes my heart beat. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting. Uh, you know, every once in a while, somebody say, man, uh, you know, don't you want to retire? Uh, you know, um, are you going to retire? And, and, you know, it's like, man, I never really ever considered it. You know what I mean? I, uh, you know, I can still go run 10 miles. I, I work out. I feel like I'm from a, from a health standpoint, physical standpoint, I'm as good as I ever was. And, uh, man, I, I'm still capable. Maybe my, I, maybe my, I don't have as much hair as I did, you know, 15 <laughs> ago, you know, but, you know, I feel like when I drive, when I climb through the window of my race car and I put my helmet on, I crank that engine up, man. I, I, I have just as good as an opportunity as, you know, to win as anybody, you know, and, uh, man, I, I still fight every day and to do that, you know, so, man, I'm just, uh, God, I love it, you know, it's just, you love it and that passion and that desire still just burns so hot inside your body. And, and, uh, you know, and, and that's what drives me, you know what I mean? I, and it just takes, you know, so many great companies and people that help me, you know? And, uh, so man, the whole thing is just, uh, you know, like I said, if it ended right now, man, it's, you know, I, I think I've lived a dream more than probably deserved. But man, I'm gonna ride it all the way till I can't do it no more. You know what I mean? And and to 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 for uh, Christopher R. and Vic Reynolds with our Motorsports to give me an opportunity and the type of equipment they have, man, life's good. You know, I got two beautiful boys and a wife, and you know the racing school is doing good. And uh, man, life's good, man. So uh, is there, is there challenges? Is it tough, man? It's <laughs> It's never been easy, you know, but if you want something bad enough, you go work hard for it and do everything you can to, to make it happen, you know. So, uh, so man, I'm just – I love it and I'm excited and just thankful for the opportunity. Yeah, that's, uh, that's terrific. I I'm excited for you and what uh, this uh, next chapter has in store. This is Let's Go Racing with David Starr, Episode 100. Tyler Jones, uh, Dominic Odogon, and David here with you. And uh, we got a few more things with David before we get to some uh, news and notes. Uh, Dom, uh, this year for David, I mean, year 25, Xfinity Series. I I'm excited to see him have this partnership with RCR and, and get this good equipment. I mean, it's been a long time coming. We've been waiting to see David and something that he can uh, compete in at a high level here. I'm really excited to see where the, the season's going to take him, where this team will go, how far they can go. And I think right, reach for the stars and, and pun intended there with the last name, of course, too. But no, it, it's going to be really cool to see David compete with the RCR backing and see what they can do this weekend in Daytona. And, and we know that Daytona can 
give a lot of momentum for any driver, for any start to the year. So a great run in Daytona may produce more, right? Give some more momentum for the year. And 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 I got to ask you, Dave, I know in the past you've run a lot of the super speeder races with the mentality of staying in the back and then charging towards the front at the end. Does that mentality stay this weekend or do you guys approach Daytona a little different this time around? Well, you know, it, it's... Uh... You know, you 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 know the, the biggest thing is giving your team and yourself and your partners, your sponsors the opportunity. Uh, uh, you know, you want to be there to give yourself an opportunity for a great finish. And uh, you know, you just uh, you know, I'll sit down with my crew chief Teddy Brown and the team owners, and uh, we'll have that conversation uh, as a, as a as a team uh, collectively to uh to make sure that how i see it and in my mind that we're all on the same uh same page about that we've talked a little bit about it uh at the shop but you know we've been so busy getting our daytona car finishing our daytona car and getting our west coast cars ready for california and las vegas and phoenix that we really haven't had an opportunity to sit down and analyze really the daytona race you know but i can i can uh share with you you know uh, you know and, and you got to have a lot of racing luck with you on, on in any race at daytona or talladega you know but you know if, if you if you could be there at the end to give yourself an opportunity to win or have a great finish that's 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 the end result however you do that you know and uh, last time i was here you know we we kind of rode in the back a little bit and and you know when it got down to the end of the race we came up to the lead pack, came up to like third or fourth place and uh, got back to about seventh or eighth, throw back up to about third or fourth. And I think coming off turn forward to the, to the white flag, you know, they had a wreck uh, coming off turn four and, and, you know, I kind of got gathered up in it. I went down into the trial without hitting the grass as far as I could. And I got clipped and, you know, uh, we were running great. We gave ourselves an opportunity, but it didn't work out, you know? So, you know, you just, you want to be really smart and just give your team, your sponsors, myself, an opportunity to, to you know, to, to have a great run here. You know, does it always work out that way? No, it doesn't. You know what I mean? But, uh, but man, I just, you know, have another opportunity to race here at Daytona and go for another win is just, you know, dream come true. That's awesome. Uh, I'm excited about it. Should be a, a fun year for David and, and uh, we'll be out there this weekend. We'll be rooting you on and and uh, a uh, exciting season ahead. Uh, year 25 for David, season number 75 for NASCAR. And uh, definitely exciting uh, on that front. Uh, news and notes wise, Dom, really just two things. Uh, let's go over the, uh, the highlights from qualifying. Then we got an update from Tony Stewart. Let's start on the qualifying front. Let's start on qualifying. Alex Bowman propelling Hendrick Motorsports to its eighth front row start and eighth pole, rather, for the Daytona 500 in the last nine years. But more importantly, Alex Bowman making some history. It's an inverse of the front row from last year. Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson will lead the field of the green flag in the Daytona 500 Sunday. But more importantly, Alex Bowman now has six front row starts, and that is a NASCAR record. Entering the weekend, he had a tie with drivers like Kelly Arbor, Richard Petty, Jeff Gordon, Buddy Baker, and Bill Elliott. All of them had five front row starts apiece in the Daytona 500. Bowman now shatters that. He is the sole owner of that record. And I think it's even more impressive, guys, that he has done that in six straight seasons. Every year that he's been a full-time Hendrick Motorsports driver, he has won either the pole or a starting outside pole for the Daytona 500. Has yet to finish inside the top 10 in the Daytona 500. That's another story, but we'll get more on that later. And Jimmy Johnson, a former Hendrick Motorsports driver, along with Travis Pastrana, locked themselves into the Daytona 500 and qualifying Wednesday night as well. Um, David, let's start off with uh, with Bowman. Big accomplishment. I get all that, but you still got to finish up front. You know, I mean, if you got the best car, then you need to race like you got the best car here. Alex Bowman, as as Dominic mentioned, has yet to finish in the top ten when he's been starting on the front row here. Is this the year Alex breaks through? We know he's got the car. Do you think he can he can go out there and win this thing? Man, you know, first of all, to win the poll six straight years, uh, 
you know, I think that's what you said, Dom, is, you know, and then oh, – Front row six straight years. Yeah, just, you know, and, and that's a record there. And the company that he surpassed, Richard Petty, you know, uh, Bobby Allison, all, all the, the names, Buddy Baker, uh, un unbelievable, you know. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the Daytona 500. It's the NASCAR Cup Series, you know. It just goes to show you, even you have a strong – race car, Hendrick Motorsports, Alex Bowman on the front row for six straight years. And uh, I believe, uh, Dom, you said that he has not finished those six straight years in the top 10. Correct. It just show you how, how tough of a race it is, you know, and you look back at Denny Hamlin, somebody that's really been pretty dominant over the years. It's uh, these races are, are hard to win. And you look at a guy that has, probably one of the fastest the fastest car on qualifying day and then you know you get to the race you know the race the race has got to play out you got to run the whole race it's just uh just shows you how tough it is and if you if you you know all the former champions and former winners of the daytona 500 to accomplish winning the biggest nascar race ever uh you know it's it's it really sets you apart you know it's just very special you know and that just goes to show you how challenging and how tough it is and how special it is when you do win it. Yeah. Now, as far as the guys that uh, have already locked themselves in, Jimmy Johnson, uh, as well as Travis Pastrana, Dom, no offense to the Connor Daly or Chandler Smith or some of those other guys, but let, let's be real. These are the people that we all wanted to see. I think everybody wanted Jimmy Johnson and Travis Pastrana to make the field and they're in and, uh, to me, I, I think that was the, the best outcome was to see those two lock in spots. Well, and I love hearing the nerves behind making the 500. Travis Pastrana saying that he had never taken a cup, gear, cup car higher than second gear prior to qualifying. I think that's amazing. Doing the qualifying cold and locking his car into the 500. Jimmy Johnson saying he relied on the pressure he felt in 2002 to qualify for the Daytona 500 like how much so he did this time around. Because recall, yes, he's a seven-time champ. He has won 83 times in the Cup Series, but that team was upstart in 2002. They had very limited owner points from the year before, ran a few races, were not locked into the Daytona 500, and I believe he put it on the front row with Kevin Harvick that year. But nonetheless, he said he had to rely on that pressure, but that pressure and that seven-time championship mentality paid off in making the field for him. David, what do you think about uh, Jimmy and uh, Travis Pastrana making the field already? Man, it feels good. You know, they're, they're just great stories. Just, I'm just so, Jimmy's such a great friend and a great champion. I mean, seven, seven times champion of the, of the cup series is just amazing, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I didn't expect anything less than him making the show. And I, I'm excited to, to watch him race in the Daytona 500 and, uh, and Travis Pastrana, man, what a, what a great story. You know, he's such a big superstar and, and him to bring new fans to NASCAR and for him to come in and never driven a cup car before and, and then qualify for the Daytona 500, man, it's just a great story that, uh, and, uh, that, you know, it's a great feel good story for following it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Dom, uh, Tony Stewart is back to full-time racing. But it's not what you think. He's running NHRA full-time in 2023. Tony Stewart announced on February 14th that he's going to be competing in the NHRA Top Alcohol Series. And Tyler, that's, a, I believe, a 21-race schedule. So he's going back full-time. That goes all the way through November. I believe their season wraps up in Pomona. It's a long, long season. I thought this dude was supposed to be retired or something. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tony Stewart, we know that he's one of the just greatest pure racers of all time. Uh, David, I'll be honest, I was shocked to hear this news that uh, that Tony's coming out of retirement to race full-time in NHRA. I think it's awesome, man. He's just a – man, he's just a racer. You know, when Tony's – you know, when you say Tony Stewart, you reminds me of A.J. Foyt, Kyle Larson. These guys can get in any type of race car and compete be competitive and win. And I'm not surprised to hear Tony Stewart getting in an NHRA drag, you know, top fuel race car to race. You know, I'm, I'm not surprised by it. It's cool, exciting. And, uh, uh, you know, coming into Daytona, the speedway earlier, he was behind me and I almost pulled over just to congratulate him, ask him a little bit more about it, but I needed to be somewhere, but, uh, I, I'm excited. I think, uh, the, 
NHRA drag racing fans. I think they're excited. It's good for drag racing. I think it's just good for motorsports in general that that Tony wants to race in that type of a race car. It just goes to show you the love and the passion he has for racing. Yeah, and he's still going to do SRX too. So we're going to see plenty of Tony next year. David, uh, for those that don't know that have, that can't relate, you know, like Dominic and I have never driven a race car. What is what is Tony getting himself into? How different is this NHRA drag racing for Tony going to be compared to anything else he's ever driven? Man, you know that's you know that's a great question, uh, Tyler, and and I don't really have the answer, you know, and and uh, you know when I I'll, I'll sure I'll visit with Tony here the next couple of days here in Daytona. And that'll be some questions I ask him and, uh, you know, just to, you know, that instant, I mean, what does it feel like to go that fast and accelerate that fast, that quick, you know, and, uh, you know, all I can say, he's a racer. He likes to compete. You know, it's hard to let go of that. You know, he's one of the all time best greats and it's just, man, he still has the passion for racing, competing, you know, and, and, uh, so I, I, I'll, I'll report back to you uh, later, but uh, I can't wait to talk to Tony just just to talk to him about these types of things, and that way we can kind of analyze a little bit more. But I'm excited for him. Dom, he, he said that he's not expecting to compete at a championship level. Um, but, I mean, I, I would be surprised if Tony doesn't figure this out or get something going here because – I mean, in anything he does, Tony is always all in. He's fully invested here. I mean, I, I understand him saying that he doesn't expect to win championships, but the fact that he's doing this, he's not – Tony never half-asses anything. He's going to go all out here. Oh, totally. Tony Stewart, there's a reason he's a three-time NASCAR Cup Series champion. There's a reason he has won an IndyCar Series title. If he's going to attach his name to something, it's because it's going to be great and he's going to give it its full effort. Tony Stewart's not going to be content just riding around or just doing these events just to do them. And I believe the first time he did an event last year, Tyler, I think he finished second and he lost in a few thousandths of a second. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. We'll be rooting on Tony. He'll also be in the booth uh, on Sunday afternoon for the Daytona 500 on Fox with uh, Clint Boyer and uh, Mike Joy. And uh, also, of course, doing the SRX stuff we mentioned uh, Tony, a, a very busy guy these days, it seems. Uh, final segment before we go, it's our Ask David segment. And you may be saying to yourselves, wow, the show went by so fast. Well, we got another show that we'll do later on from Daytona when we'll all three uh, be together and go more in depth on the season. So with, uh, with that, we'll do an extended uh, mailbag this week. You can reach out to us uh, by email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. Also on Facebook and Twitter, at starpodcast is uh, where you can find us there. Um, all right, so uh, here is uh, the first question in the uh, mailbag this week. Uh, this one comes from Mr. Yellow Accord. It said, David enjoys listening to any genre of music as long as the singer has a good voice or tells a good story or message in a song. I would like to ask if Mr. David Starr Dion could bless us with singing the chorus of the theme song My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hey, hear that karaoke uh, voice. Hey, hey, guys, a lot of things are going to happen, but that's not one of them, okay? <laughs> thing that only really happens in my truck when I'm by myself or when I'm taking a shower, you know? <laughs> Well, but here's the other a, half of that email. That's a good, man, I like that. Hey, 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 Dominic or Tyler, what one of y'all take the lead on that? <laughs> <laughs> Get me this well, week and we need some live karaoke, Tyler. <laughs> but here's the other half of that email. This this Mr. Accord guy is pretty smart. After he tries to walk his way out of this, <laughs> let him off easy. Just wanted to wish him a safe and fun race season. <laughs> oh man. Just tell him, tell Mr. Honda Accord, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you got a cool car. Cool car. Um, okay, here's another question uh, in the mailbag. Um, David, remember the big crash, the 2018 Xfinity Summer Race, Austin Cendric flipped. What was that wreck like from your vantage point? Do you remember that? 
I vaguely remember it. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I remember it. But don't, you know, I remember when he flipped, but I don't remember all the details. You know what I mean? And, um, uh, you know, a lot of times when, you know, when that kind of stuff happens and the caution comes out, you know, you're, uh, you know, if you can make it through that type of carnage, you know, because you're traveling, you know, Talladega and Daytona, a lot of these racetracks, I mean, the the speeds were running and the draft were in. And, and if you make it through any kind of carnage like that, you, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're taking a deep breath, thanking the good Lord and just, uh, you know, hope then hoping that the drivers that were involved, that are, they're okay, you know, so, uh, kind of, I, I remembered the flip, but I just don't remember the details and how we made it through and all that. But again, you know, when cars are flipping at Talladega and Daytona and, you know, you can navigate through that somehow or another. People said, man, how'd you get through that? And I said, have you ever heard that song, Jesus Take the Wheel? <laughs> you know, can little you luck. <laughs> little luck, you know. And uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, just there's been, you know, several of those types of things, wrecks, crashes that happens over the years, you know, and you try to navigate through them by, without being caught up in them. Sometimes you're on the good side of that and sometimes you're on the bad side of it. And and again, if you can come out on the good side of it, then you're concerned and just want to make sure that your competitors are okay. You know what I mean? The, our right. race cars, uh, you know, the all the safety measures that NASCAR takes, and just you know, all the all the the safety uh, you know innovations over the years. You know, these race cars are really safe. You know, but still, as a competitor, when you're competing out there, that's that's not really crossing your mind until it happens and you're under caution. Right. And you're fine. You you know you just you know the next thing your mind goes to is you just hope you know hope the drivers are all okay. You know, and then and then you know you got to get back to business. You know, you got to get back right. to the green flag and the war continues. You know what I mean? So uh, it's interesting no, I, hearing you say, David, that you're competing, you're fully checked in, but the human element still factors in. You're still thinking about that guy. Well, I mean, you know, we're all humans. You know, and 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 you know and you know, matter of life and death, that's much bigger and greater than competition, you know what I mean? But, you know, uh, you know, when you, you know, your spotter might tell you, or you might see something when you go by the wreck and, you know, you can kind of understand and, and see the situation. Uh, but, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's back to, you know, we got a job to do. We're paid to do a job and, you know, you're, you're representing your sponsors and your team and, you know, and, you know, it's just part of what we do, you know, but, you know, there for a second or, you know, you just, you know, after everything clears, the smoke clears per se. And, and, you know, if there's no damage on your race car and you're talking to your crew chief and spotter, you know, you're, you know, you just hope that the people involved in these crashes at these high speed tracks that they're okay, you know, but, you know, once you kind of learn that they're okay and understand that you think they're okay, I mean, it's back to, you know, mindset, you want to win and, and, you know, it's back to, you know, back to war, back to, you yeah. know, fight you know, to win. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, how, how that all plays out, you know? Oh yeah. Um, you know, Dom, like how we can relate, you know, I think back at the Ryan Newman wreck that happened and, you know, covering that Daytona 500, I mean, all of us immediately were thinking about Ryan and weren't worried about the race. You know, I mean, it was, is Ryan okay? You know, I mean, there's, there's always the, the human element component. Certainly. I remember vividly not being there for that 500, but watching that and just kind of seeing what people were updating through Twitter and social media. And, and I remember at one point, Tyler, we made the, the team decision. We had some, some photos we had taken over the weekend and we just put up a, a sometimes one of those simple less is more kind of things where it was a picture of Ryan Newman from media day and the caption said, please keep Ryan Newman in your thoughts and prayers. And at that moment, yeah. you saw the best of the NASCAR community just come out with their outpouring support. And, and hey, the power of prayer, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike writes in, David, I currently own the truck that you won with at Gateway. Would you be interested in seeing your old short track truck you won at Gateway? Absolutely. You know, I, uh, I would love to see that, you know, some of the trucks that, that we won races in, you know, years past. And, uh, you know, it's cool that, that Mike, uh, 
you know, there's people like Mike out there that have so much passion for the sport that Is this will get Mike Star. Uh, no, thanks, <laughs> no, thanks, though. But you know, it's it, it's good that uh, that people are so passionate, and that uh, that he bought one of the old trucks that uh, that won Gateway with. That was a Spirit Chevrolet Silverado truck, and it's some. It's cool that Mike's passionate enough, loves the sport and much that. He's going to spend his hard-earned money and, and put that thing, like, put it back the way it was the day I won the race in it. You know what I mean? So, man, Mike, I, I'm uh, man, that's that's an honor. Uh, man, thank you for doing that. And I would love to come see the truck, sit back in the truck. And, I, yeah, I think it's wonderful that somebody like yourself uh, would take an old truck like that and put it back in its original condition. And uh, I would love to come see it, sit in it, and all that other stuff. So thank you for doing that. Do you have any of your uh, your old vehicles you've you've raced in, David? Do you own any of those? I have two. I have two of them, uh, two two race vehicles uh, from from you know years and years and years ago. And uh, yes, I do have them. I have all my helmets, all my uniforms. But you know, there's been so many different race cars that you're driven. But uh, but you know, over all the 25 years, I have two two race cars that were special to me. That's awesome. Perfect. And, and I just want to give you a little update here too, David, kind of scouring through the inbox a little bit. And, and I apologize, Mike, I overlooked this one. So David, Mike was saying here, he goes, I want to let David know that I own one of the, the short track Spears trucks that he drove while working for Wayne Spears. And he follows up that he's in California and that the truck is here at his shop. It is running and in drivable condition. He's currently repainting the truck and decaling the Spears truck again, back to how it was all those years ago. Man, I, again, you know, that's amazing. You know, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can sit here and visual in my head what that, you know, what the truck looked like and what the dash looks like. And, you know, that, the, you know, those Spears race trucks were really special to me. We were very competitive and, and that was really my, my, my big break when, you know, like we asked a lot of our guests, when did you know that you were going to, you know, that you, that you were going to make a living in a sport you love so much and, you know, even though I was racing an NASCAR for, you know, I don't remember four or five, maybe six years when I got to call from Rain Spears to go drive for him, uh, you know, and, and when I got in those trucks and was super competitive and winning races, uh, you know, that was kind of when I knew it, that I was going to be able to live that dream and make a living doing what I've always wanted to do. So, man, that, you know, being able to see a truck that Mike's restoring and one I've won in, man, that's, you know, that's really something special to me. David, uh, along the same lines, people that don't know, what happens to a NASCAR race car or a truck series truck uh, when it does get retired? If it's if it's not torn up, like what, what do they do with the vehicles? What usually happens? Man, you know, that's a great question, Tyler. And I don't really have a good answer, you know, because all the race trucks that all these great drivers have driven over the years, where are they, you know, and, and – uh, you know, where do they go? Do they, you know, they get, they get wrecked and they get cut up and thrown away. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't really have a good answer for it, but, uh, but a lot of them being stored at race shops or in storages or, you know, maybe at a junkyard somewhere or behind somebody's house, you know, I, I don't really have a good answer for that. You know, this Mike guy that we're talking about that's restored one of our Spears truck, Mike living in California, you know, I, I can't wait to see that truck and to visit with Mike because, uh, you know, where do you find that truck at? How did he get his hands on it? Who did he buy it from? You know, these are, you know, we would love to maybe have Mike on a podcast and just learn how he did the research and how that all happened. I think that would be interesting for not only myself, but for the race fans and for all of us. You know, those are those are just great stories on how that came to be. You know what I'm saying? So at the at the racing school, for example, how did you guys get those vehicles? Well, you know, we, you know, out throughout the years, got a lot of them for Richard Childress. Richard would call us and say, hey, I got four or five cars and, you know, uh, boy, you don't like them anymore. Or, you know, <laughs> we're building a newer car or, or, you know, or Kevin Harvick, you know, he don't like this car. It's been sitting around and, you know, he knows that we have a great racing school and, and we, we buy great race cars and, and Richard would call and, we'll, and man, once he calls my uncle Mike, Mike would go pick up four or five cars at a time, you know? So that's kind of how we get a lot of our cars that we have in the school just by, you know, maybe they, they've ran their courses or building newer and better cars and the teams will call us 
or just a, a race car that a driver just drove it a couple races, just, just didn't like it. And it just, they put over in a corner and just, you know, just, you know, you hear about it and you go put an offer on it and you get it. So that's kind of how we get our racing school cars for team Texas driving school. That's fascinating. That's uh, that's real interesting for sure. Um, got time for uh, one more question in uh, the inbox. This is from Team Fent Hub. Writes in, David, will we see you in a NASCAR Cup car at least one more time in your career? <laughs> well, you know, we're here at the Daytona International Speedway, and you know, I um, I think it was last year I ran the uh, what was the, the Coca Cola. 400, you know, and that was kind of a dream come true. But, you know, ever since I can remember, you know, the Daytona 500, I remember the 1976 Daytona 500 when David Pearson and Richard Petty had their, you know, last lap duel and coming off turn four, Richard passed, you know, slung, shot it off turn four and passed Pearson, but didn't clear him. And, and man, they, they spun through the, the front straightaway into the trioval grass. And then, uh, you know, I heard David Pearson had pushed his clutch in while he was spinning. His motor kept running, and Richard didn't push his clutch in, so his engine stalled, you know. And he couldn't, he, Richard couldn't get it cranked up, and he was only 20 yards from the start-finish line. And Pearson, you know, when he stopped, his motor was still running, so he let the clutch out and just, you know, went across the start-finish line at maybe 20 miles an hour, you know. But, you know, one of the things I tell you about, Daytona I, I would love to run the Daytona 500 before all this ends you know and uh, I, I hope that I will run several cup races before my my NASCAR career ends and I hope to run at least one or two Daytona 500s that would just be a dream uh, and even though I've been part of NASCAR I've been racing in NASCAR for 25 years I've never raced in the Daytona 500 and that's something before all this ends, I want to accomplish. So, yes, hopefully I will. <laughs> well, David, uh, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn when I say this. Uh, stop me if I'm saying too much. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this, this offseason was a little crazy for you, kind of hectic at times. I know that you had given thought about running Daytona this year, you know, on the cup side. But, uh, you know, things just kind of didn't necessarily work out, whatever. But that's certainly on – on your radar. I mean, that is, I think you told me a while back that you're not hanging it up until you attempt the Daytona 500, right? Well, yeah, you know, I still, you know, there's, there's still years left in me. So there's still time, but man, if, you know, if I could run, you know, I mean, that's just a dream of mine and I've never accomplished that dream. And, you know, you look at qualifying today and you look at the emotions of uh, Travis Pastrana and there'll be others tomorrow night in, in, in the dual 125s, you know, the, the Cinderella stories, who's going to make the Daytona, who's not, you know, and, and uh, man, it's a big deal. And, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm so honored and just, you know, over the top, just fortunate and uh, to, to be driving for Chris R. and Vic Reynolds. Uh, but, man, I, I, would, I wouldn't be telling you the truth uh, man, I, I would like to have been out there tonight qualifying and running the, you know, duels race tomorrow night. But, you know, I'm, I'm blessed and honored to have what I have and the opportunities I have now. And uh, but before it's all said and done, I, I hope that that ultimate dream of, of competing in the Daytona 500 will, will come true. You know, so, uh, yeah, that's I hope to make that happen. And uh, I will be working hard to make that happen, you know, for years to come. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you'll see me in the Daytona 500 one year. Dom, uh, I'll say this real quick. Um, you know, I, I think what makes the Daytona 500 unique and guys making the show and everything is just all these stories that lead up to of just trying to even make the race. We talked to Kenny Wallace a few weeks ago, how big a deal it was for him to put the, the Aaron's Dream Machine in the, the 500. We mentioned Jimmy Johnson getting that 84 car in. The race itself on Sunday is a big deal, and whoever wins that's a huge story. But the days leading up to this thing is what makes the Daytona 500 so special. Very much so. And just over the years, hearing the stories of these go-or-go-homers or the people that were locked into their first Daytona 500. I think back to Derek Cope in 2021, locked in for his final 500. Mark Thompson, the oldest 
competitor in the Daytona 500 at 66 years old, driving the 66 car, stuff like that. So many cool stories. And, and I think David will get to etch his name on that before it's all said and done. All right, guys, uh, we uh, got to run. But before we do, uh, we will see you all in Daytona on Saturday. But uh, David, this is the last time we'll talk to you before you strap into the race car uh, Saturday night. Give us your uh, your final thoughts, your expectations for uh, this Xfinity race, your first start of 2023. Man, just uh, so excited. Uh, you know, can't wait to climb into, into the race car and take our, you know, our special report, Brett Bear Boulevard Chevrolet, uh, you know, onto the Daytona National Speedway and just, uh, man, just be awesome to, you know, you know what, when we climb in the window, I come to win. Uh, but to come out of Daytona with a great finish uh, or, you know, however it's going to play out, I'm just super excited to have the opportunity with our this year. And, uh, man, you, this is – being here at Daytona is just uh, – it's still so, so, so real to me, you know. And uh, But, man, and I can't wait for uh, Saturday evening to, to go racing. That's for sure, guys. Dominic, uh, can't wait to see you and David here in a couple days. And uh, I can't wait to get to the wing house either. Hey, it's going to be a lot of fun. This I'm really <laughs> looking forward to this, guy. This is my fifth Daytona 500 and second year in a row. Nothing beats going to Daytona. It feels like the first time. I'm sure you feel the same way, Tyler. This is your third 500, right? It's my fourth. Yeah. Fourth, okay. It's my fourth, and uh, I'm a, as excited about this one as I've ever been. Uh, and should be a fun couple of days. Excited to cheer on David on Saturday and the, uh, the big race on Sunday. We'll cover it all. We'll see you. Saturday night, um, time to be announced, kind of dependent on the Xfinity race uh, when that ends. And I think we'll try to get a, a guest to join us. It's going to be a live show, so check us out on Facebook and YouTube to watch that. The Encore presentation will be available on uh, our podcast platforms uh, on Saturday, so be looking for that. For uh, David Starr and Dominic Oregon, we'll put the checker flag out in this episode. Subscribe to the show on uh, all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. We'll see you later this week from Daytona.